This is a Hot Pie Original. Hi, this is Pat Pearson and Hot Pie Media bringing you Stop Self-Sabotage. I'm going to be bringing you this program every week, and we're going to be delving into the wonderful messiness of our lives. We're going to be talking about your hopes, your fears, and the emotional issues that you need to resolve to make you even happier will be discussed at all all the times we're together. In this process, you got to ask yourself, what's in it for you? Well, what's in it is an uplifting information, renewed hope, and some fabulous people who are going to come in to share their life stories. All of it wrapped up in a wonderful container to help you deserve even more of life's great adventure. Come join me. We're going to have a good time on Hot Pie Media, Stop So Sabotage. If you like Stop So Sabotage, check out another Hot Pie Media original, The Blueprint, brought to you by The Festive Kitchen, now offering comfort food hugs. Find them at www.festivekitchen.com. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. That quote is by Melody Beatty. There are four key concepts to being grateful. The grateful heart understands that gratitude is a reciprocal process. This is the first concept. Giving and receiving at the same time. We accept a gift. We give thanks for it. We bless the giver with our appreciation, even as the giver blesses us with his or her kindness. A Benedictine monk by the name of David Stendhal Ross has written a lovely book entitled, Gratefulness, the Heart of Prayer. At one point, he alerts us to the way in which our language betrays us by making us think that life is mostly about taking. We take a trip. We take a vacation. We take a drive. We take an exam. And finally, when I'm worn out by all that taking, I take a nap. But Stendhal Rass points out that we can't take those things without at the same time giving. Giving our time giving our attention, giving our thanks. I won't fall asleep until I give myself to the nap and I let the nap have me. We don't really take a vacation so much as we give ourselves to the vacation. We give ourselves to the airplane, the hotel, and the places that we are visiting. Number two, gratitude is rooted in a sense that life is a gift. The essence of a gift is that it comes to you from someone else, not by your own efforts. And as such, it's a physical representation of the love and caring the giver feels toward you. A woman who receives a Mother's Day present from her five-year-old child understands that the child did not buy it with his own money, nor did he necessarily pick it out himself. Yet she cherishes it as an embodiment of the child's love and wish to make her happy. What mother would hurt her child's feelings by criticizing the gift for being too small or inappropriate? Our gratitude is less for the gift than for the love that's behind it. 
I read of a person who had the habit of writing thank you on the lower left-hand corner of every check he wrote. When he paid a bill, he would write thank you to express his gratitude to the company that made that service available. Even when he paid his taxes, he would write thank you as a way of reminding himself that his taxes were the price he paid for living in this great country. It's that spirit that we should be grateful to God for all of his gifts to us. Number three. The remarkable thing about gratitude is that, like forgiveness, it is a favor we do for ourselves more than it is something we do for the recipient of our thanks. Psychologist Abraham Maslow has praised as a character trait of the fully mature adult the ability to appreciate again and again, freshly and naively, the basic goods of life with awe, pleasure, wonder, and even ecstasy. When others have come to take them for granted. And the essayist G.K. Chesterton puts it this way, Children are delighted when Santa puts toys in their stockings. Shall I not be grateful when he puts in my stockings the gift of two healthy legs? The fourth point. You know, I went to a sermon about our ability to enjoy God's blessings. And his point was that God's blessings is more of a function of our capacity to receive them than of any limitations on God's ability to bless us. Would you like to feel that your life is more blessed? Get a larger cup to receive God's blessings. Learn to see more of the givens of your life as gifts. Learn to respond to the sun's coming up every morning as a miracle. Instead of wishing that your mate could read your mind and fulfill all your wishes, be humbly grateful that there is someone in the world to love you and put up with your quirks. Instead of wishing that you felt better physically and could lose more weight easily, marvel at your body's abilities to extract nourishment from food and to heal from illness and injury. Are those not miracles? I read an interview with a man whose small plane had crash-landed at a California airstrip. Fortunately, he was able to evacuate before the plane burst into flames. A reporter asked him what was going through his mind as the plane neared the ground. He said, I realized I hadn't thanked enough people in my life. Our ability to receive God's blessings with thanksgiving will never outstrip God's ability to bless us. For those who have cultivated the habit of gratitude, no matter how large a bowl we set out to receive God's blessings, it will always overflow. Gratitude, counting our blessings, it seems so easy, but is it? When we're in pain, hurt, or disillusionment, it's very hard to see the lesson and be grateful. We're going to learn some easy steps to feeling more grateful and enhancing our own wellspring of gratitude. First of all, let's talk about what gratitude is. Gratitude is a feeling. It's a way of feeling blessed. It's a way of receiving from life and honoring all that you've received. You know, in psychology, there's a very important phrase, and I keep coming back to this over and over. And the phrase is that your feelings are created by your interpretations. In every situation, you have the event 
you have plus you have the interpretation of the event and that equals your feelings so if the event is something that maybe you don't like maybe it's uh, someone said no to you or someone is not buying or you're not making as much money as you want and your interpretation is that you're angry or hurt or upset about that your feelings are going to be negative If on the other hand, from the same event, you interpret that this is good, I'm growing, I've done better than I did last month, and I'm on a process, your feelings are going to be helped and grateful. So what we're looking at here is you taking charge of the interpretation of the events. You can't change the events, but we are totally in charge of our interpretations. Gratitude is the feeling that you want to create for your life, for your marriage, for your health, for everything that comes your way. Let me talk about a quote, give you another quote today about being thankful. If the only prayer you ever say in your entire life is thank you, it will be enough. That's from Meister Eckhart. Be thankful that you don't already have everything you desire. If you did, what would there be to be look forward to? Be thankful when you don't know something, for it gives you the opportunity to learn. Be thankful for the difficult times. During those times, you grow. Be thankful for your limitations, because they are your opportunities for improvement. Be thankful for each new challenge, because it will build your strength and character. Be thankful for your mistakes. They will teach you valuable lessons. Be thankful when you're tired and weary, because it means you've made a difference. It's easy to be thankful for all the good things. A life of rich fulfillment comes to those who are also thankful for the setbacks. Gratitude can turn a negative into a positive. Find a way to be thankful for your troubles, and they can become your blessings. The author of this is unknown. But the question I have for you is, what troubles do you have that you would like to be thankful for? Think about that answer. I want to share with you another form of gratitude from a book called Simple Abundance by Sarah Ban Brethnock, and it's spelled B-R-E-A-T-H. N-A-C-H. I think she sums it up beautifully. She talks about gratitude, awakening the heart. Has this ever happened to you? You pick up a book and a sentence leaps off the page as if it had been written just for you. Or you hear a revelation in the lyrics of a song. Sometimes an angel seems to whisper in your ear. One ordinary morning, I realized I was emotionally and physically exhausted from concentrating on things I wanted to buy but couldn't afford. I felt trapped in a vicious circle. The more I focused on lack and on what I couldn't have, the more depressed I became. The more depressed I became, the more I focused on lack. My soul whispered that what I really yearned for was not financial security, but financial serenity. I was still quiet enough to listen. At that moment, I acknowledged the deep longing in my heart. What I hungered for was an inner peace that the world could not take away. I asked for help and committed to following wheresoever spirit would lead me. For the first time in my life, I discarded my five-year goals and became a seeker, a pilgrim. When I surrendered my desire for security and sought serenity instead, I looked at my life with open eyes. I saw that I had much for which to be grateful. 
I felt humbled by my riches and regretted that I took for granted the abundance that already existed in my life. How could I expect more when I didn't appreciate what I already had? Immediately, I made an inventory of my life's assets, my health, my husband, my children, my health, our home, our pets, all the food and all the beautiful friends we had and all the ways that we were cared about and that we shared in our lives. Once I started, my list grew. I loved my work. I was being sent out into the world and had been well-received. Many women had let me know that my first book had enriched their lives. I truly believe that what you give to the world will be returned to you. Maybe not all at once or in the way you expected, but if you give your very best, the very best will come back to you. Now was the moment to live my beliefs. When I looked at my life's ledger, I realized I was a very rich woman. What I was experiencing was merely a temporary cash flow problem. Finally, I came to an inner awareness that my personal net worth couldn't possibly be determined by the size of my checking account balance. Neither can yours. Doesn't matter how awareness arrives. What matters is that it comes. My heart began to overflow with gratefulness. I started giving thanks for everything, for daisies in the jelly jar on my kitchen windowsill, the sweet smell of my daughter's hair, the first sip of tea in the morning, pork roast with apples and cranberries on a Sunday evening, hearing the words, I love you, before I went to sleep. Each day began to offer me authentic moments of pleasure and contentment. But hadn't they been there before? The difference was that I was now noticing and appreciating each day's gifts. The power of gratefulness caught me by surprise. Pause for a moment and give thanks. Let your heart awaken to the transforming power of gratefulness. Be open to exchanging your need for emotional and financial security for serenity. Agnes DeBille once said, No trumpets sound when important decisions of your life are made. Destiny is made silently. Continue to embrace gratitude. Let me outline some of the things that gratitude gives you. Number one, it's an antidote to stress. It boosts the immune system. Wayne Dyer, who is a prominent author and wrote a book called Power of Intention, talks about what happens to your immune system when you are a provider of an act of kindness or gratitude. What he's found is that your serotonin levels are increased. Your immune system is strengthened. The recipient of kindness or gratitude, their serotonin levels are also strengthened and their immune system upped. So if you are giving grateful acknowledgement to people and feeling it inside of yourself, you are literally giving yourself an internal antidepressant. You are lifting your serotonin levels, which are the which is the hormone that makes you feel happy and uh, interested in life and uplifted. So an act of kindness is like an antidepressant dose for yourself, for the giver and receiver. If you extend kindness to people, they, of course, will be extending it back. So this is one of the ways that we can reduce stress and boost our immune system. Research at the University of Wisconsin in social psychology has done some very interesting research 
on gratitude and well-being. And what they found is that they had three different groups of college students, one keeping a gratitude journal, one keeping a journal of what went wrong, and one keeping a journal of of neutral events, just life events. What they found is that the people who kept a gratitude journal as a response to life circumstances had a better psychological impact in their world and in their everyday experiences than people who didn't. So what they found is that these positive emotions broaden mindsets and build enduring personal resources. These resources function as reserves to be drawn on in times of need. Gratitude is effective in increasing well-being as it builds psychological, social, and spiritual resources. Gratitude inspires pro-social reciprocity and indeed is one of the primary psychological mechanisms thought to underlie altruism. The experience of gratitude and the actions stimulated by it build and strengthen social bonds and friendships. Encouraging people to focus on the benefits they've received from others leads them to feel loved and cared for by others. Therefore, gratitude appears to build friendships and other social bonds. These resources in times of need are what hold people together. Thus, gratitude is a form of love. Now, what we found over and over again by testing gratitude is that people's experience of their life is made better by feeling and expressing gratitude. 90% of Americans, teens, and adults in a recent Gallup poll said when they expressed gratitude, it helped them feel extremely happy or more happy than they'd been feeling for a while. So all of us need to focus on gratitude. It's, it's like all the positive emotions. It broadens our scope of thinking and reduces stress and adversity. We're going to talk about how to focus on this gratitude and how to get it down on paper. One of the first steps to increasing gratitude is to have a gratitude journal. Now, many people are already doing this. This is a way of focusing on a daily basis on what you're thankful for. I do it before I go to sleep. I sit there and I think about all the things I'm grateful for. And I also do it before I get up in the morning. It sets a tone for the day that is so important and helps me go through all the other bumps in my day. The gratitude journal is the first step on the path to increase your gratitude. Get a blank piece of paper or a blank uh, notebook. And every night, write down the five things that you're grateful for from that day. It can be big things. It can be little things. It doesn't matter. Just by writing them down and focusing on it, this journal will become part of you and you will open to being even more grateful for more things. And like anything, wherever you put your attention is what you get back from life. So the more you put your attention on gratitude, the more your life is blessed. Why? Because you simply are not the same person two months later after you've consciously been focused on gratitude and thanks every day of your life. So start this immediately. Start focusing on what you have to be grateful for. The more you have and the more you're grateful for, the more that will be given unto you. Now, along with doing that, we need to have a gratitude inventory. We can increase our feelings of gratitude by focusing on it. Listen to this quote, feeling grateful and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. So here are the questions I want you to ask. A, who am I grateful to? B, what am I grateful for? C, who will I be giving thanks for in the future? 
and D, what additional blessings are you willing to accept? We're in our leading experts section, and I'm talking with the Reverend John McCormick. Hi, John. Hello, Pat. How are you doing today? Doing great. Good, good. Tell us about yourself. Well, um, I'm a psychotherapist, mm-hmm. and I came into psychotherapy knowing that I needed to work from a spiritual perspective. And so I did my graduate work in theology and psychology. I became a hospital chaplain and then a teaching chaplain. Mm-hmm. And then when I started into practice, I knew that I had to integrate the body in the process. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I came into training in bioenergetic analysis, which is a psychoanalytic therapy that includes the body in the therapy process. Right. And right. I got certification there, became became a faculty person, did a lot of teaching, and I have a practice in Dallas, Texas. I also have a practice in Michigan. I do a lot of traveling and lecturing, and that's a full life. A full life to be grateful for. Absolutely. We're talking about gratitude. Share with us some of your thoughts on gratitude. It's interesting because we think about protests, and I was linking that with gratitude, and some people are always protesting. You hear them constantly protesting about this and protesting about that, and the protesting really is complaining even more than protesting. Yes. And they seem not to have gratitude or thanksgiving for what they have. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. as if the world has done something horrible to them, and they're about to beat up the world because they don't have anything not recognizing that they really have a lot. Right, exactly. So gratitude is recognizing what you have. It's recognizing it, and it's interesting because I looked at some dictionary definitions of gratitude, Mm -hmm. and gratitude relates to pleasure. It relates to pleasing. To gratify is to please or to give pleasure or satisfaction to. Mm-hmm. So when we feel gratitude, we feel pleasure. Mm. And as a noun, the gratitude is a feeling of thankful appreciation for mm-hmm. favors or benefits received and thankfulness. Mm-hmm. So it really is feeling pleased, expressing the pleasure, expressing the thanksgiving. And um, how do you see that that can be lived from in people's uh, lives? You know, I mean, that's really the real issue. Right. So how can you live from a sense of gratitude? Well, you know, it's interesting. I think an interesting exercise for people to do would be to feel in their bodies a feeling of lack of gratitude, a feeling of what I would call grousing around. Um <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like that. I I, I had a person the other day I was working with in my practice who really resented the parents that she had. Mm. And she's done lots and lots of work on herself. But I just, if I only had other parents, if I only was like so-and-so, if Mm. I only had the parents that so-and-so had, and I'm hearing about her parents, and yes, there were problems. We all have problems in our childhood. But... I thought, she's not looking at the gifts that her parents gave her. Mm -hmm. If Mm -hmm. nothing else, the gift of being born in this country. Exactly. In this lifetime, uh, yeah. Yeah, and and the gift of education. Just think of the countless gifts. And so I'm thinking, 
I'm looking at her body because, as, as I said, I do a body-oriented psychotherapy, and I can see in her body that response of, of anger and resentment. And when we have anger and resentment, our bodies tighten up. You know, I think about the... the uh, uh, the movie about uh, the the old men that the grumpy old man mm-hmm. with uh, Jack Lemon and and uh, Mathau and how they're always grousing around they're grumpy about this and they're grumpy about that and if we could feel that in our bodies what does that feel like just to be what? grouchy about things and then change that feeling to a feeling of thanksgiving wow it's really neat that I'm breathing air. My heart's pumping. Mm-hmm. You know, think about that. We don't even put the feeling of gratitude in that our bodies are healthy, mm-hmm. that our hearts are pumping. Mm-hmm. I think about uh, think about a maid that I had one time, and she would get up in the morning, and she would open her eyes, and she would say, Thank you, Lord. I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how she'd start her day. Yes, yes. And she was a maid, and she did lots and lots of hard work. But she was she lived in gratitude. She lived in gratitude. And she was sharp, and she was alive, and she was still working at 75 years of age because she wanted to. Right. Not because she had to. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how many of us do that? How many of us get up in the morning and say, Thank you. I'm alive. Yes. My eyes opened. Right. The sun is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> There's coffee in the world. There's coffee Thank in you. the world. Thank you. Right. Thank you. I'm grateful. Right. Well, you know, I don't, none of us do it as much as we should, obviously. And uh, so part of this uh, audio is to help us return to that and know how important it is and how it can transform our view of ourselves and our world. Right. Now, I know you work a lot from the whole issue of living from your heart. Right. And I think this is very attached to gratitude. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I do, I do think it's very attached to gratitude. And part of the work I do uh, is the path of the heart. And as I mentioned earlier, I did my graduate work in, in uh, seminary in theology and psychology. I happen to be ordained in the congregational church. And the congregational church, they identify themselves as followers of the way of Jesus. And the way of Jesus is the path of love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to follow the path of love is to follow the path of the heart. Yes. And when we're in our hearts, we feel the loving of life. We feel the loving of the people around us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that sense of, I would say, grace. Because another word that is related to gratitude is grace, and mm-hmm. we talk about the grace of God, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we we feel that grace. We walk with that grace. Mm-hmm. So the other thing with love is the opposite of love is fear. Mm-hmm. So we walk in fear. We're not walking in love. We're not walking in gratitude. So one of the ways that maybe we can counter our fear is to flip it to see what we're afraid of. And instead of saying, I'm so afraid of doing this or doing that or or having this or not having that, to flip it and say what you're grateful for. 
I believe that's true. It's an interesting perspective. Right, because it's our fears, as you know, that limit us. Yes. Um, in, in your work with deserve level and how people can get into what their fears are and their beliefs that they can't have more, that they can't do it, it's our fears that limit us. Yes. And when we live in love and not in fear, then we live in expansion and not limitation. Right, exactly. And I had, I had developed... I. I do a presentation, the title of it is, It Takes Love to Sell a Stone. <laughs> and I have that in, in a book that I wrote on sales and marketing, proven techniques for the 21st century. Mm-hmm. It Takes Love to Sell a Stone goes back to when my mother was a lapidary, and she cut and polished stones and had a little jewelry store in a summer resort, and I ran the jewelry store. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was talking with somebody in my adult life about how to market my own business, and he asked me if I'd ever been in retail sales. And I said, well, not really. <laughs> and I was talking about uh, marketing my my own practice, my own speaking business, and he asked about retail history, and I said I had none, then I was describing jewelry store and what I said but that's not really that's not really selling is how I put it I said what I really was doing was people would come in and they would look at the jewelry and they would look at the stones and I learned all the stories about the stones snowflake obsidian has little quartz crystals in it tiger eye with different colors has different contaminants in in uh, the in the stone which mm-hmm. is petrified asbestos and I would go on and on these stories <laughs> about the stones people found it very interesting and they bought jewelry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my friend said you were selling I said no that's not selling he said yes it is because you were telling stories you were he said loving what you were doing right and you were loving the people who were coming in. Mm-hmm. And that is what became then the foundation for It Takes Love to Sell a Stone. If we love what we're doing, we love the people we're working with, then in every moment we're in love. I think of love as a state of being which is opposite than fear. Right. And, in, and when we're in love, in every moment, it's a win. Now, an interesting piece on this is that I developed this for a presentation that I do. I was playing golf, and I had that phrase, when we're in love, in every moment, it's a win. And I said it like a mantra before I would tee off. Mm -hmm. My game that day was 15 points better <laughs> than any other game. And I think that's what gratitude can do us do for us because we relax in our bodies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we're receptive. And you, you're expansive rather than contracting. Fear makes you contract and love and gratitude makes you expand. Exactly. And then we radiate. And yes. people love when we radiate. Well, I think people love... 
that you love what you're doing. I think it's I think it's very attractive. Yes. You know, when you are walking around being grateful uh, about uh, being in your business or grateful for what your business has given you, whether that be personal growth or friendships or or income or all kinds of different things. But th- that is ultimately what you are quote, selling. You're selling the feeling that someone gets with you. Yes. And if you're not in a good feeling, they can't get a good feeling. That's true. So, you know, all this fear that everyone runs around in that that we think somehow motivates us to do better, it doesn't. That's right. It cuts off the flow and cuts off the gratitude. That's right. And I agree that, that when we radiate, that that's what people love. That's what people really are in a sense, buying, what they're saying is, I want what you have. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want that feeling of gratitude, of love, of excitement. Right. But we can't have it unless we feel it. And we can't sell it in that sense or give it to anyone else if we're walking around uh, feeling scared and grumpy. Right. And, so, it can't, and it really can't be fake either. No, no. You know, you can't fake it. It's got to be real. People feel it. It's a vibration. It's an energy. I mean, you can't really put your finger on it, but there's there's a difference between someone you move towards and someone you move away from. And that's interesting because the founder of bioenergetic analysis was Wilhelm Reich, who was a psychoanalyst. And he said that life energy, that that low energy moves toward high energy. As, as opposed to the regular energy process where high pressure moves to low pressure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that low energy in life systems moves toward high energy. Mm-hmm. So when we have that expansive energy, that opening, rather than the contracting, then people will move toward our high energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very true. I think that's very true. One of the presentations I do is called A Simple Prayer. And actually a book that I'm writing is called A Simple Prayer. It came to me through a long meditation process where I was reflecting on Jesus' prayer, the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. And it broke into four pieces. And I won't go into detail about that, but Jesus basically said, go into your room, which in the ancient language is go into your heart and pray like this. And basically, the prayer is a prayer of thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It's a prayer of saying, thank you for filling my needs. Hmm. Thank you for bringing heaven to earth. Hmm. Thank you for protecting me from enemies. And there is a prayer of forgiveness because it says, forgive those who trespass against me mm-hmm. and forgiveness and gratitude go hand in hand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I started working with people saying that prayer in a meditative way mm-hmm. and focusing on did I deny my needs today which if we have a lack of gratitude we'll deny our needs mm-hmm. are we grousing about our enemies today or are we saying Hey, thank you for the enemy because the enemy informs me. The enemy gives me an opportunity. We don't think about that very often. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That when we find somebody who irritates us, that's an opportunity for us to learn and grow. I have been so blessed with opportunities. (laughs) 
haven't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm blessed with opportunities because I've been irritated, you know, on a daily basis. <laughs> absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, what happens is that every moment when there's a block that happens, that there's a, there's a bump in the highway, that moment is a, actually an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It, it's a window mm-hmm. that, that is opening for us if we choose to take it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or we can say, oh, I hate these bumps. These bumps are terrible. Why does God keep throwing me bumps? There must be something wrong. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which we, you know, we probably do both. I mean, I, I think the first response is always kind of the grousy, but uh, I think you can move through that. And choose gratitude. You know, it may be intentionally bringing yourself back to it, which uh, I I think uh, you have to do. But I I do think that you can look back on your life. And that's one of the nice things about being a little older is you can see some of the things that looked horrible actually were the gateway to your best experiences. And you can you can bless that. And, you know, of course, the real trick is to bless them when you're in them. Right. But um, but even if you can look back and bless them, that's a step in the right direction. Right. And you were saying, what can we do on a daily basis? I think, for example, in the morning, just like I was saying about about the maid that worked for me, uh, we get up in the morning, open our eyes and say, wow, the sun's up. Yeah. Wow, my heart's beating. I'm alive. I'm breathing. Yeah. And we may have a few aches and pains, but... We're alive. Yes. Thank goodness I have something to ache. You know, I mean, thank goodness I have a back that hurts. At least I can feel it. You know, it's still there. And I can do something about it. Right. Exactly. Okay. Well, we need to bring this to a close. John, I know you have many other things uh, that you can say. Help us sum this up today about why, why gratitude and why should we put it into our lives even more? Yeah. I, th- I think, first of all, recognizing that love and fear are states of being. They're not feelings. They're states of being. Fear in the body creates contraction. Love in the body creates relaxation. Mm-hmm. I define love as relaxed excitation. Mm-hmm. So love and fear are very important. When we feel fear, we need to let go of that and relax. I think that's the first piece. The second piece is that the, the glass half empty, half full. We say, oh, I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't have this. The glass the glass is getting empty, it's getting empty. As opposed to, I have this, I have this, I have this. And so we do an accurate assessment on what we do have as opposed to what we don't have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we start realizing it's incredible what we have. Yes. It's incredible. It is incredible. So I think assessing in that direction is very, very important. And then I think the other piece is, before we meet with someone, we stop, we breathe, we accurately assess, and then we meet. Right. And we come from that gratitude of, of ourselves, of our business, of our lives, right. and connect with them. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home on the web at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.